What's going on, everybody? Banks are looking really rough today, man. Um, trying to figure out what's happening in that space. We'll take a look at it. Silvergate, of course, we talked about this a couple of days ago. We talked about it last week, and it's really coming to fruition. Silvergate Bank is, um, is struggling, and uh, they're basically going to have to wind down operations, man. Uh, what else can they do? You know what I'm saying? Is it curtains for silver, for, for, for crypto? with regard to silver game. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk about the non-farm payrolls report, what's going on, and GE, is that becoming a growth stock again? I don't know. We'll see. Talk about that more and take a look at the platform. In the meantime, welcome to the most dangerous show on the Tasty Live Network. It's Engineering Trade. Folks, I'm Jamal Chandler. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not too happy because last night we went to... Well, let me start off by saying, obviously, it's about to be some of the greatest time of the year with college basketball. A lot of games going on. As a matter of fact, uh, there's tournament games going on today. There's tournament games going on tomorrow. And that's just conference tournaments. We're not even talking about the big dance yet. That's next week, folks. Hold your hats. Anyway, went to a game last night. Check out the beloved Wisconsin Badgers. Didn't go well. Yeah, didn't end well. We lost... Uh, Lost the game, and, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Happens. Tough season. Young, though. They're all, a lot of them are coming back. So we'll see how it ends up playing out. But you know what was cool? We were hanging out, uh, my wife and I, and watching the game, and then we ended up meeting, like, some of the um, some other Badger fans, but they were actually, like, parents of some of the kids on the team. And it's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> Because we, in a weird way, have a kid on the team. He doesn't play, but he's one of the, the managers, one of the, you know, the managers that helps out with the team and stuff. And so, you know, we ended up talking with them, having a good time, having a good night. And in an otherwise situation, we probably wouldn't have met. Like, if the game was doing what it was supposed to do for us, we would have all been in there. Instead, we were all in the concourse watching the game on this huge TV, which, by the way, I wish that I could have something like this TV on my wall. I mean, it was like on a wall, you know what I mean? In United Center, and there's like the TV, right? And then outside of the TV, there's all these stats. Oh, it's the coolest thing, it's the best. Would love to get something like that just on like one of the walls in the house. That'd be pretty cool. Like in the wall of the basement, instead of just a TV, you have that thing, it's dope, man. But you know, we made the best of the night. Like I said, we had a good time and we met, some new friends, so that's cool. People we're gonna probably hang out with during games next year, it's kinda dope, good times. Anyway, you didn't come to hear that. You came to hear what's on these slides. Let's pull up some slides. Folks, you gotta take into account the whole, the whole labor market soup when you're thinking about what's coming up for Friday. So always, like we usually do, excuse me, heading into this week, you have the JOLT report, which shows the amount of job openings, which was lower than last month, but still elevated. So that's still a thing. There's a lot of job openings and a lot of jobs available to be to be had. So it's not like where, you know, there's a lot of people taking those jobs. So that's one thing, right? And then you have the ADP report, which is, you know, sort of the lead in to the big non-farm payrolls. And that came in higher than expectations. I think it was like 242,000 or something like that. I don't know where it was. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Just came in higher than expectations. That's all that matters. Either higher than expectations or lower than expectations. That's all that really matters. Same thing, whether it's these data reports or it's, you know, earnings. That's all that matters. 
Then you had initial jobless claims, which jumped for the first time since January or something like that. Those don't really add up. You know, it's kind of confusing. And so tomorrow, I don't know, I'm not sure exactly where we're heading, what we're looking for around non-farm payrolls. I'm expecting it to come in around consensus or a little bit above expectations, right? Which means um, we are still employing people and there's no issue with the labor market, still tight. And that means the Fed can either keep rates where they are or kind of go higher. So why are we seeing yields drop today? At least we were. I don't know if we still are. Yeah, I mean, two-year yields are down 2%. Why is that? It's kind of weird, right? It doesn't seem to make sense. I'm telling you, you can't really trust a lot of what you're seeing today in this market because it really doesn't make sense. And it's interesting, as we sit here talking, we've seen the S&P 500. I'm sure many of you look, and we've seen it lose 39.50, which has been the support level for some time. It's that 200-day moving average. Start to get a little nervous. Might have to start to get a little nervous heading into this. It's also surprising that we're dropping so much heading into this report. Do you pick up the pieces and try to catch the bounce? Well, that's for you to decide. And is is the curtains for crypto? I have to Silvergate. Look, man, I'm not going to belabor this one that much because we actually talked about it a good bit last week. Also talked about it with uh, Tom and Tony. On Fridays, as I usually do, I'll talk to them again tomorrow morning, uh, 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Um, Eastern Time. We talked about it last week, a little bit about what's going on with Silvergate. And, you know, would this be a, a, a sort of a, a nail in the coffin for, for crypto? I, I hope not. But yet and still, it's weird because this the, the idea of the issues with crypto and, and Silvergate, I should say, as a bank, came out last Thursday. And then it also... For some reason, on Friday, it took it took some time to really set in. Friday, we saw the big move in crypto, in Bitcoin and Ether. And uh, we've been seeing it sort of weak throughout the week. And then now that the news is official that they're going to wind down operations, we see another big move today. So it's kind of interesting um, that now it's taking some time. It's taking some time to set in, but now you're starting to see crypto move adversely to this news that Silvergate is going to wind down operations. There's another bank, SBNY, which is another crypto sort of related type bank that's really taking a hit today. But that's not the only bank taking hits. We'll talk about that in a second. And then GE, man, GE came out. The CEO came out and talked about, uh, you know, some of the prospects for the company and different things they're doing. And is it possible that they're on the way to being a growth stock again now that they've spun off? all these different areas of the company. Now, they still haven't spun off the aerospace part, but they spun off GE Health. I think they spun off another part, you know, a couple of years ago. It used to be so big that it couldn't really move around. It was like a big tanker, right, that you just couldn't turn the ship. But now that they've spun off, you're starting to wonder if it's a growth stock again. Big move today um, on, on those comments from the CEO. Uh, you know, it's worth looking up to see if it's still moving big because, um, oh, it's still, it's still moving up big. Okay, that's good. Not good. Well, the market hasn't lost all of its census, at least. <laughs> at least it feels that way. Um, so, enough of that for now. Leftovers. Who has the largest share of desktop and notebook computers worldwide? Let's move to the next slide. My people in the chat, are you with me? Where you at? What's going on, people? Three hours of people running back and forth across a boat. It was horrible. <laughs> of course, that's my man Grumpy Mike talking about our poll of the day. 
which of these movies is most overrated? I'm just curious. I want to know who I'm dealing with here. You know, sometimes these polls are going to be financial related. Sometimes I just want to know. I want to know. I want to know about the people. Fight Club, 20%. How dare you? Fight Club is an incredible movie. <laughs> Titanic, 40%. Yeah, you know, yeah. Top Gun, the original. Is the original over there? And Godfather, 10%. I can't believe anybody clicked on that one. But, uh, you know, Grumpy, right, Grumpy Mike, you're kind of right, bro. I mean, uh, it uh, it is that that uh, Titanic is a little bit overrated at times. I don't know if it doesn't hold up. Does it hold up at the test of time? I don't know. You could argue not. So this is a chart of uh, who's ruling the roost when it comes to notebooks and desktops. And, uh, you know, there's others. Obviously, it's 21.2% that make up a bunch of other things. I'm not even sure what they are. But your leader's here. Lenovo, never had one of those in my life. HP, everybody's had some type of HP product, probably mostly a printer, never bought an HP computer, never done that. I mean, I think a lot of those, they have a lot of servers, right? But again, these are about notebooks and desktops. So again, I've never owned a notebook or a desktop from HP or Lenovo. Interesting that both of those two are the highest. Dell, 16%. You definitely, if you were around in the 90s, you definitely had a Dell. Dude, you're getting a Dell. Apple, 11%. Kind of surprising that it's not so big, right? Um, Asus, 7.4%. I've seen those a lot. Never never put hands on one. But um, I am surprised that Lenovo leads this pack. If I would have asked you this poll heading into today, you would have probably either said Dell or Apple. And lo and behold, Lenovo and HP are the top two. Interesting. And Dell's number three, of course. Apple, distant fourth. And you wonder if they're even going to go about trying to change that. Does that mean that most people who have an Apple are usually just having I, I have iPads or whatever? I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I, I'm talking to you right now through the use of an Apple desktop. I mean, well, notebook, honestly. I mean, but it's interesting. It's a little surprising when you see this. Who has a Lenovo? Who, who actively buys a Lenovo? Like the, the, your, I feel like most of the time Lenovo's and HP's are basically companies buying those and, you know, sort of giving those out to people because they're fairly cheap compared to like a Dell or an Apple. I think the average person goes out and buys a Dell or an Apple. Lenovo and HP is probably bought by companies and then they distribute them to people. I think that that's just my guess. Let's move ahead to the next slide. Oh boy. What in the hell is going on with these banks? What's going on? SIVB down huge today. Big offering that they gave out, um, that they undertook, I should say. Stock is down crazy. It's been halted at least one time that I know of. I'm not sure if it's been halted again. I did look for a second at selling something in here. And I probably should have done it early in the day when stock was sitting around 153. I was looking at selling at 185, 195. It was fluctuating anywhere from $2 to $3. I should have sold it. Stock has clearly dipped a whole lot since then. Right? Um, there's, so there's the KRE index. And when you look at it, these are the top 10 holdings. SIVB, WAL, EWBC, a lot of these, you know, uh, 
banks. I'm not sure if they're all community banks. I remember BPOP. I used to trade that one a decent amount, Regis Financial. I guess most of these are community banks. I'm not even sure. Point being, a lot of these banks are struggling today, and they even started to drag down some of the others like J.P. Morgan, et cetera. What's really going on? Here's what I think is going on. I think, obviously, this is a situation where you're seeing two-year yields start to really make moves. We almost clipped 5% yesterday, right? And you never forget. Never forget how banks make money. They borrow at short terms, and they lend at longer terms. And when you're starting to see how wide those spreads are getting on twos and tens or twos and, most importantly, thirties, right, because those are real those are real areas where people are actually borrowing day in and day out. Banks are taking in money at 2% on, oh, I should say taking in money at, at on, on near close to the two-year yield levels, right? Um, and they have to sort of start to raise their rates. And as they've done it, it's really started to, to crimp their profits in some degrees. And there's all these different things that banks make money on, net interest income and net interest margin and you know all that. I, I don't know about all that. I don't really care to know about all that, but I do know you can't borrow, let's just say, for example, at 5% and lend money at 3%. And so I think, you know, capital levels and, and deposit levels are starting to really, all of that stuff is starting to affect a lot of these banks, man. And you've seen some big moves from just about all these names on this list today, including a couple of others. So this is kind of an interesting, scary move, man. Um, especially when you see a, you know, I mean, SIVB is one of those banks that's been running his business very well for, for quite some time. So to see a huge move of 50 something percent banks don't move like that. Banks don't move like that. So this is kind of scary today. Something to, to keep really keep an eye on. Um, you know, a lot of these too, IVRs really picked up today. I don't know how much there is to do in them trading wise, but IVRs really picked up, but be careful in that SIVB for sure. Let's move to the next slide. Again, right back in your face, bam, bam. Two year yields, basically 5% yesterday. It was like 4.998. Let's just call that five. And the more we've heard from the Fed, the more uh, this has gotten worse. Now, I think at this point, soon, Fed's going to be in the blackout period heading into the meeting, which, thank God, they need to stop talking. They haven't helped Marcus at all by a lot of the things they've been saying. But um, we just keep seeing this is a meteoric rise, man. I mean, look, you know, the last time we were we were here, at least it took. Uh, what's that from? Uh, let's just say from two percent to five percent was um, uh, probably, I don't know, looks like it was probably two years. I mean, this year, very fast, right? From 2% to just about 5% has been a whole heck of a lot faster than that. And so you, you can't keep, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, you can't keep pushing rates higher like this without eventually breaking something. And things are going to break. Obviously, some of these banks, I think that's the reason why these banks are breaking today. It's a precarious thing when you're moving yields this high, when you're moving borrowing costs this high. It's affecting a lot of different things, some things we don't necessarily even think about. So, yeah, next slide, please. I don't want, I don't want to look at it. It hurts my eyes. It hurts my eyes. SBNY. This is the one we were talking about. So this is the next bank uh, to keep an eye on as far as crypto deposits go. It's another one that has some of that. I think, if I'm correct, 
Silvergate had about more recently 11 billion in, in deposits, and this one has 114 billion in deposits as of now, anyway. But um, and again, not looking forward for anything or, or, or just seeing this bank struggle. But the idea of banks and crypto, those two words together, it clearly starting to make a lot of people nervous. Look at volatility here today, completely skyrockets as the stock was tanking. And um, another trading potential opportunity, right? We I only say that because we just haven't had too many names that have had higher IVRs these days. And um, these are some of the ones that have just started to poke their heads up. Gotta find decent ways to do it. I mean, also when you get in moves like this though, and volatility increases in such a quick manner, you're gonna have some wide markets. You know, like I said a little while ago, I was trying to get some uh, a call spread, $10 wide call spread. I knew I wasn't gonna get a $3. I mean, I was trying. I mean, it was, it wasn't gonna work. So I knew I had to sort of wait until it kind of settled down. But as soon as it started to settle, stock fell lower, moved away from me and really couldn't do much on it. Um, but I might try to see if I can sell some upside on one of these. I'm not sure yet. I also might just stay away. I haven't decided. Let's move ahead to the next slide. What's going on with the grains? Is this another yield situation? I think it might be. Wheat has really gotten really seriously corrected ever since the craziness that we saw in 2022 with regard to the Russia-Ukraine war. Remember, they take up like about, uh, I don't remember, a decent amount of the world. Is it, is it a third? I think about a third of the world's uh, wheat supply. It's probably more. But nevertheless, things have corrected a lot. But more so this year, you're starting to see the big fall more recently and in, in, specifically in the last two weeks. I mean, what else can you attribute to besides uh, what's going on? Uh, and, and I mean, I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure, to be honest with you, what what's the reason why a lot of these uh, I don't I don't trade these enough to know. I just like to notice things. You can draw your own conclusions. I know we had the WASDE report report this week. I don't even know what it said. I, I don't pay as much attention to that as I should. But uh, yeah, wheat and corn really correcting themselves, wheat in particular. So um, keep an eye on these. You're probably going to see volatility creep up in these in the next, I don't know, what time is it? Let's move ahead to the next slide. Earnings. Still such thing as earnings. We got DocuSign, Oracle, Ulta, GPS coming up with earnings. Bank of Japan interest rate on Friday. I'll tell you what, if for some reason... The non-farm payroll report skews hawkish. And for some reason, Bank of Japan raises rates. We're in for a very ugly day. So keep that in mind as you're putting on trades. We got some event risk coming up, right? Not to mention, um, we got stuff coming up next Tuesday. So you almost want to push whatever trade you got a little bit out further. I know a lot of you are starting to trade zero DTE. I understand that we, a lot of people are. But just be a little careful right now, because not only is vol high in zero DTEs, um, we got events, right? So you might want to keep that into consideration. U.S. non-farm payroll reports coming out on Friday. Obviously, the big thing we're waiting on. And then you got the CPI coming up on Tuesday. Those are the two big events that are going to be wrecking markets over the next couple of days. Number of S&P 500 stocks above the 50-day moving average. Guess what? Well, that number isn't right. Totally forgot to do that. Um, let's look at it right now. I, you know what? It's funny. I mean, I, I just basically go to Finviz to pull this up. It's 147 as of right now. I like looking at this metric. We've talked about it a bunch of times. Why? 
Well, it gives you an idea of how weak or strong stocks currently are. And obviously, in this case, um, they're pretty weak. So, so that's that's a pretty low number right now. And obviously, it's dipped even more as markets have tanked as the day has gone on. That's 29%, folks. It's under 30%. And I tell you what, that makes it a red sign. Not what you want to see. Let's move to the platform, please. Um, oh, let me get my platform right. Yeah, I mean, I um, I just can't believe what's going on with these these bank names. Like, this is one wild day in markets um, that started out fairly quiet, but has since really changed. So, when we talk about event risk coming up, right? over the trade platform. Um, by the way, if you got any questions in, in chat, let me uh, put them in there. I'll take a look real quick. We've got a few minutes left in the show, a little under 10. I'll see what you guys are talking on. Otherwise, I know most of you are talking about the movies. I mean, so far, Titanic is winning the battle of most overrated movie. I, I, I can't really disagree. Um, I know one person who won't like that is my wife. She went to see it like five times in the movies when it came out at the time. I remember she told me that. She loves that movie. It's, you know, a lot of women do, right? It's a great love story. You know, women are more sensitive to love than we are. It takes us a little longer at times. AH, I hate myself for not knowing your show schedule. You need a more consistent, longer time slot. I keep tuning in when less interesting people are taking over. Man, AH, I love you. Thank you. Appreciate that. My time slot is the same every day except for Wednesday. Uh, 1.45 p.m. Central Time to 2.15 p.m. Central Time. Same day every day except for Wednesday. Wednesday is hump day, and um, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm humping. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just not on that day. Uh, it's just a schedule thing. Happy post-hump day, speaking of Jamal. What are your thoughts on Kathy Wood's art? I know they were heavy investors in Silvergate. Time to get back in. Um... I don't, I don't, you know, the thing about ARC is it's so skewed towards, towards tech. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like if you want to play tech, just play tech, you know, like play cues. Uh, ARC is, is cool. Um, but I'm kind of like, I'm indifferent on ARC, I guess I could say. I like playing those individuals. You know, it has a lot of tech and it has a lot of crypto. It has a lot of AI. You know, uh, I don't know if ARC does actually, a different ARC, might, maybe the ARC F might have that. I like to play those individual names by myself as opposed to playing it through ARC. But if you're in ARC, I mean, ARC is it's not a bad play right now, right? And then it's so skewed towards tech. So your feelings on ARC should be related to how you feel about tech. And if you feel tech is going to bounce, you should play ARC. If not, whatever. George B, killer B's on attack. Are you with me where you at? He knows what I'm talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. Top Gun plays like a high-end Lifetime movie. You know, it kind of does these days when I watch it. It kind of does. Brandon, what's up, man? Happy Thursday to you, bro. It, it does kind of. I still like it, though. Like, if I hadn't seen Top Gun as a kid, I wonder if I would like it now. Just, like, for the first time. I don't know. I don't know. So, back to the platy. Um, tomorrow, 28 IVR. 28.4 for tomorrow's uh, non-farm payrolls. Pricing in, wait for it, 5.74. Let 
divided by 392.5. Pricing in a 1.5% move. I don't know if that's low or not, or if it already just um, took into account the water or the wood shedding that we're, we're really taking in already. I don't know. I mean, when you, you, I don't know. This is an interesting move, and it's clearly markets are spooked. I tell you what, you haven't seen anything like this in a while where you see two-year yields down 2.7% and equities down 1.5 or more. Obviously, in the case of Russell 2000, is down a lot more. Um, this is a very strange day, man. Volatility, look, mix, 21.35 uh, for, for March, just 60 cents below April. And um, obviously, about 20 cents difference between April and May. Volatility has picked up big time. And, uh, you know, obviously crude right here flirting with 20K now. Uh, sorry, not crude. That would be that would be incredible and be a record too. Uh, Bitcoin flirting with 20K right about now, down 6.6% and change. Obviously, uh, Silvergate's factoring into that. But um, also, you know, this thing here is just just bananas and it doesn't seem to stop. I mean, it's crazy, this move. And um, what were the other names? I know I mentioned a couple of other ones, too. Let me see if I can find them real quick. It's, it's uh, you know, you can also see that it's affected some of the actual normal banks, too. I do want to get the DocuSign earnings in a second um, before we skedaddle out of here. What else? What are the other banks? Oh, there they are. Um, and I mean, obviously, I know these guys, you know, obviously those are those are starting to take it on the chin too. IVR is picking up, as you can see right here. JP Morgan, that thing's down seven and change. This is just wild, dude. Goldman Sachs wasn't even down earlier. Now it's down. This is what you really call like a type of contagion type of situation. And there's just clearly worry what's going on in the, in the banks overall. Ah, man, this thing, look at that downside. And this thing's out of strike. They're going to open up new strikes in this name tomorrow, probably. Um, I mean, you know, do you, do you, do you do it? It's not the typical situation. That's a 37 Delta. I just, I don't like it. I liked it better before when there were more strikes and I could see a little more now. And I don't necessarily want to go further out neither. Like this is too far out to be trading this thing. Um, I mean, that's a 30 Delta. Yeah, see, I don't even like that neither. Sometimes you just miss it, you know, this wall. Anyway, uh, DocuSign, earnings tomorrow. What do we got? $64. You got a $7 straddle. That's a little more than 10%. We'll see what they end up saying. Um, I don't remember what Adobe did on earnings, but think about that when you think about trading any DocuSign options for earnings. Um, this one has moved on earnings, I think, more recently, right? Hasn't it? When was earnings recently? It's probably somewhere around, you know, if it's there, it's probably, yeah, probably somewhere around here. I bet this was earnings, wasn't it? Something like that around the same time period. Something to hold on to. And then I think, what was else? Uh, Oracle was the other name? Was it Oracle? Yeah, Oracle and Ulta. Oracle and Ulta, man. Um, Oracle earnings, Alta is another one. Alta stock just doesn't seem to stop going. It seems to be unperturbed. Makeup is king. Wild, man. Anyway, folks, that's all my time. Thanks for watching. And as always, be smart, be patient, trade small, trade often. Peace.
The content of this podcast is created, produced, and provided solely by Tasty Life Inc. and does not represent the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliated companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be trading or investment advice or a recommendation that any security, futures contract, digital asset, other product, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities, futures products, and digital assets involve risk and may result in a loss greater than the original amount invested. Tasty Live Inc., through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. The information provided may not be appropriate for all investors and is provided without respect to individual investor financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tasty Live Inc. is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.